On this edition of the Riyabu podcast, we thought we'd go through some of the advice that you might read online to help you get paid on time and debunk a great deal of it. Because there's all sorts of self-qualified experts who proffer all sorts of uh, advice for how to make sure your invoices get settled. But in actual fact, what we found is that some of them are inaccurate or possibly even counterproductive. So our editorial team has gone through and found some of these online, and Simon Littlewood and I are going to tell you why some of these might be so damaging. Hello, Simon. Yeah, it's, yeah absolutely. This is, this is a well, well worthwhile endeavour, and what always amazes me is how many things that are commonly accepted practice in the area of receivables actually don't make a lot of sense yes. when you look at them carefully. Yeah. Absolutely. Here's the first one. Turn the overdue account over to a collections agency. Well, the first thing, if you're using a third party to get your customer to pay your invoice, then your relationship has failed. This is an admission of failure. The whole purpose of your receivables process, order to cash, should be to ensure that you get paid on time, and in the process of that, you maintain a good relationship with your customer as a foundation for future business. Collections agencies, this is not good. This is a sign of dysfunctionality in your process, possibly complete failure, and it makes it extremely unlikely that you're ever going to do business with this customer again. Yes, it's like getting the, the tattooed gorilla out on your spouse if it was a marital dispute. And it's amazing to me how many companies look at uh, turning the overdue account to a collection agency or other things as a normal part of the collection cycle when it should be the last thing that you ever contemplate doing. Yes. Um, legal action. Take legal action as the other one. Of course, uh, you would expect a number of lawyers to be very much in favour of this because then they earn some money when you do. But taking legal action presumably is in the same bucket as turning it over to a collections agency. Yes, except it's probably going to cost you more. Um, uh, th that's the thing. Uh, and very often the lawyer might advise you to give it to a collections agency, so you end up paying two lots, two lots of fees. But if at the end of the day you're paying a lawyer to send a letter from a lawyer to one of your customers, then you have a problem. And if you're running your business right, you do not want this to happen. The only occasion that this might be legitimate is where a customer goes unexpectedly, um, dramatically bankrupt, and you need to register the fact that you have a call upon their bankrupt assets, whatever they might happen to be. Otherwise, if you have a business that's running smoothly and you anticipate doing further business with this customer in the future, this is not a good thing. Yeah. Yes, again, it's like the divorce proceedings. When you get the lawyer involved, it's like, okay, the counseling's over, yeah. right? Okay, here's another one, Simon. Automating your receivables will ensure you get paid on time. Yeah, this is one, yeah, I've been dealing with this for 30 years. I, I don't know what, I always think of it as Santa Claus, you know? When I first started dealing with this, you know, computers used to come in a box uh, and sit in the corner. And it was, I don't have to deal with the thorny issues of getting closer to my customer and making sure that we have a seamless transaction and he pays me on time. All I have to do is buy this box or, in the case of the modern solution, get some kind of application, possibly in the cloud. And all of that will ensure smooth running and take all the noise away and ensure that my cash comes in on time. Well, no, it won't. The At the end of the day, people aren't paying you late because they don't know how to do it. <laughs> you know? And it's amazing how often I read that because there's 12 different ways for them to pay you instead of 10, that somehow they're going to pay you. The issue is not that the customer lacks ways to pay you or doesn't know where you are. You know, the issue is they're keen not to pay you if they can find a reason to hang on to their cash. And I'm not talking about mal malice here. I'm talking about the fact that 
healthy businesses hang on to their cash and suppliers who aren't careful about the way that they manage relationships, who aren't careful about ensuring that they create a seamless transaction and remain close to the customer, simply offer opportunities for a customer, a customer acting in good faith, according to his own lights, to hang on to his money a bit longer, yeah? Yes. Okay. Let's uh, focus on some of those that perhaps aren't quite so bluntly damaging to your customer relationships, but which also are problematic when you're chasing for payment. Reward customers for paying promptly. On the face of it, that sounds like very positive. I, I would say that in almost every situation where I've come into a company which is having issues with receivables, somebody will put up his hand and say, I know, what if we give them a discount for paying promptly? And I will sort of groan because there's generally a lot of support for that notion. Here's the thing. You have a transaction. I provide you with a good or service and there is a payment term associated with that transaction. That transaction is a binary transaction. You wouldn't say to your customer after you provided the product, actually, do you know what? I think the price needs to be 15% higher than what I said I'd charge you. But, yeah, the customer's but, definitely right, a freak, but right? But paying you a month late is the same thing as doing that. It's adding a 1% or whatever cost. Um, so the issue is that um, if you're rewarding them for paying promptly, you're essentially giving them margin, your margin, for doing what they should have done anyway. And something else going on here, because you're adding to the complexity of the transaction. And if, as very often happens, they'll happily take the discount, but then very quickly they revert to paying you the same way that they were paying you before, which in my experience happens in the overwhelming majority of situations, mm. you then have a further issue, which is that you have to decide whether to go back and take the discount back because they've paid you late. And good luck with that. Yes. What you're doing here is you're increasing the complexity of the transaction, running the risk that the customer's own dynamics will, provide, will inevitably result in his taking the discount but not paying you on time. Uh, it, th this is a recipe for complexity, it's a recipe for creating problems with the relationship. Payments are, are a binary issue. Here are my terms, do you agree them? Yes you do, okay. We all stick to our terms because we're professional businesses. The product will be up to spec, it will be delivered on time, the invoice will be accurate, the price will be as agreed, and of course payment terms will be as agreed because this is all part of a professional environment that we've both agreed to. Yeah? Yes, and no discounts for paying promptly. What about paying early? I mean, to some extent, you know, taking a partial payment in advance, taking a deposit of some sort, might give you a little bit more comfort that they're going to pay their bills on time. But the funny thing is, Simon, that this, while well-meaning advice that you'll read on the internet, is also fraught with problems. I would encourage anyone to collect money as early as they can. If your customer agrees to pay a chunk of your fee or your invoice early on in the transaction, that's great. But be careful. If you're, the reason you're trying to do that is because you have a history of not being paid on time by this customer or any other customer. That is, you have invoices sitting out there that aren't being paid. In this case, you're at least doubling the number of invoices because you're saying, here's an invoice up front, we're going to give you another one at the back, possibly right. one in the middle, uh, which is what I do sometimes. So, so there's the deposit invoice, one of three, yeah. and then there's the milestone invoice, two of three, and the yeah. final invoice. Where I'm going with this is if you do not have a clean process, then doubling or tripling the level of complexity, which is what you're doing here, is not going to make it cleaner. It's going to make it messier. There are going to be more transactions hanging out there that you have to deal with. So if you have a good relationship with the customer, if they can be relied upon to pay you on time, and that's something you can build over time, then it's a good idea to take your money as early as you can. Take your money, but ideally all of it. 
The problem, as you said, in other words, let's, you're going very fast because I know you, you, you're an expert at this and you do this every day, but let's just take it down a notch. The problem with take partial payment in advance is actually the word partial, yeah. isn't it? It's not taking payment in advance. That would be a good thing. Get paid 100% up front if you can. But it, as soon as you make it partial, that's when problems start to Yes, arise. I mean, I'd like to differentiate between offering a discount for getting paid on time and negotiating a price based on the timing of the payments, which is a different thing. So, 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 I, so I might offer scenarios to a customer where the fee is 100 if they pay me 30 days after the job is completed, or the fee is 97 if they pay me 40% up front, 30% in the middle, and 30% at the back, provided they pay me in seven days each time I invoice them, for example, yeah? Because working capital is worth money. Yeah, cash costs money. But you were also saying that that increases the complexity. Um, this assumes that you have a relationship where the customer sticks to what he or she agrees. Right, so don't go into a partial payment scenario unless you know that the customer is actually going to honour that. Or, in, or a discounted invoice scenario, because everyone always says yes, uh, but the reality is if you've got noise and mess, you're just adding to the noise and mess. Yes. Yeah. So for most businesses, I assume, especially the small and medium enterprises, it's better to say, please pay me up front or pay me on time. As soon as you then get into 40% up front and 60% here and 20% there, that's probably going to be more than most companies will want to deal with. Yes, it, each case should be regarded on its merits. But, you know, there's one thing that comes out of this, and we haven't touched on this, which is that you need a commercial organization, a sales force that understands the importance of working capital and can have these kinds of conversations. Because you do want the cash as quickly as possible. Cash, no is, cash is your life's, life's blood. But, but if the result of taking partial payments up front is that the second or third payment is much, much longer delayed, like six months later, or maybe that never arrives, then getting partial payment up front is the same as giving them a massive discount. We've it? talked about this before. You know, there are, there are obviously environments where companies are in the habit of not paying that last invoice. This needs to be avoided. I mean, if they're not going to pay your last invoice, this question in my mind as to whether you should be doing business with them. But the very least you can do to protect yourself is ensure that most of your costs are met by an upfront invoice, so you're right. not actually out of pocket. Yeah. Right, so that partial payment, don't make it a 10 or 20% deposit, make it 60, 70%, <laughs> so that you're covering all the costs, and if you, in the hopeful event that you do then get paid your second and final invoice, that at least you've got the cream on top. I admire your chutzpah, and of course, there is one other point to make here, which is that if you have a customer that wants your product, but has been atrociously bad at paying you in the past, you might take the entire payment up front. And uh, I've advised many clients to do this. And the customer has a choice. He either buys from you and pays you ahead of time, uh, or he doesn't buy from you. On that happy note, thank you once again, Simon. I hope that this has been useful for you. When you read advice on the internet about getting paid on time, uh, make sure that all of these things match the one thing that you would have heard permeate throughout the conversation. And that is, it's about customer service. It's about customer service, and it's about having these conversations early on so that everyone's absolutely clear what their obligations are, creating a clean transaction and engaging with the customer early on before the invoice is due to make sure that everything is set up so that there is no wiggle room for your cherished customer to pay you late. Yeah. Thank you, Simon Littlewood.